I think you're going to enjoy this conversation between Coach Page and his younger brother, Rusty. If you didn't know, Coach is the oldest of three boys. Rusty swam with Coach in age group as a kid and with him in high school and in college at U of E. Rusty even coached against Coach Page when he was the head coach at Jasper. Needless to say, Coach and Rusty have spent a lot of time together in the pool. Enjoy the conversation. What's up? All right. Hey, Mike. Hey. <laughs> All right. Got both of you guys on. I was hoping Rusty could uh, could come to your place, Coach. I was thinking maybe we could try to record a FaceTime video or something like that, but it probably works out better this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, how far away do you live from Coach now, Rusty? About two hours. <clears throat> okay. A couple of hours. All right. It's a lot closer than Tell City. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. About half the time. Well, thanks for joining us, Rusty. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the past conversations, but uh, Coach and I have been trying to trying to talk uh, about once a week, um, just having a person on um, that was part of the Tell City Swim program or or that had coached alongside him at, at some point and. And we just did, probably just discussed, you know, Coach's legacy. And as you know, we're we're trying to get the pool named um, right in Tulsa City after him. So this is all part of the process and just trying to get the word out there. And um, we have quite a quite a following now. I think we have about two two hundred and seventy people that, uh, that listen to this. I don't know who they all are, but um, that's pretty neat. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, People just really like to – they just really enjoy listening to Coach talk. So, so. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're Coach's brother. I'd like to get into a few a few things. A lot of people don't know how um, – a lot of people don't know Coach's history in swimming itself. Like, you know, swimming as a kid, swimming in high school, swimming in college, which you experienced right. all that with him. So – um, I'd like to try to get into that a little bit today. Um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Like, uh, you know, where you live now, what you're doing, how long you've been coaching, um, all that jazz. All right. All right, well, I'm Rusty Page, Mike's brother. Um, I live in Connorsville, Indiana. I've been here for, oh, a couple of decades now. I'm retired, and but I coached for you know 30 years, probably a little longer if you count when I was an age group coach as a younger guy. But um, I've been I uh, I taught middle school most of the time. About 10 years I've taught high school, but the rest of the time I taught seventh grade, and I and I coached always coached. I got hired here because I was coaching in Columbus, and one of the swimmers from Connorsville was swimming for Donner that summer, and the dad got to know me, and he was a know me and, and he was a superintendent an assistant superintendent and so i got hired in the next year mostly because of you know my my uh coaching and swimming background uh, i don't know <laughs> what else what else did um go what do you teach i i was a seventh grade social studies but i got i've got a, a an old degree it was an area degree i could teach psych and social and econ and social studies and all that um 
And so I, I taught U.S. history and economics at the high school for a number of years, and then uh, seventh grade is just a social studies class. And it's funny. I think, Mike, didn't you start swimming in Puerto Rico too? Yeah. That's when we started, when we were, I mean, just really young. And uh, and then you, you said you swam in Louisville, and I, I look back at that as, as probably the most fun I've ever had as a swimmer was at Lakeside. It was just exciting. It was it, it was a big team with lots of kids and a wonderful pool, great environment. You know, really, really enjoyed it. I, you know, that was that was uh, a, a, my favorite. I was like, I think, eight, nine, and ten years old at that time. You know, but I, I started swimming, I think, when I was five. I'm sure I was racing by six. And, and uh, so it was something that, you know, we just did. We just did it automatically. And, and uh, Early years, we swam for an army team in Puerto Rico, and we still got, I've got ribbons and stuff to remind me of that, you know, and I can vaguely remember it, but uh, that's how it all started. And then um, I, I took a little different route than Mike. I, when I graduated high school, I didn't, I knew I didn't want to go to college, and so I didn't. I just kind of took off for a while, and, and a couple of years later, decided that I was going to get back in the water and see if I couldn't get, a, you know, get into college, and I was just really lucky. Uh, a coach named Jerry Beeman, who Mike coached with, uh, nursed me through it more or less, helped me in, in, in ways that I wish I could do for you know I could do for somebody else. And uh, next mm-hmm. thing I know, I you know I'm I'm swimming in Evansville with Mike, and I, I look back at that too. I, I've got a picture upstairs of me and Mike um, on the state meet uh, 400 free relay. We were second in the state that year, and he and I I look back at that and think you know how neat is that. I got to swim on a in the state meet with my older brother, you know, and, and we were in the top six, and it was neat. It was a great experience. And then college the same way. I got lots of great memories of, of Mike and me, and and uh, so, you know, that, there's that. And then, uh, you know, I got here, and uh, once I started teaching and coaching, I pretty well settled down into the routine of, of that job, and I've been here ever since. About a year ago, I, I my granddaughter started I, – I taught her to swim, but – she uh, she joined the swim team, and then this coach quit, and there was nobody to coach. And so I've gone back the last couple of years, and and uh, it, there's a lot of a lot of fun in it, but I don't love it like I used to. You know, it's not the it's it, it's not the same. I love that girl to death, but you know, the the amount of time required to do it, and just like today, I, I wanted to go over to Kokomo, and I'm stuck. I got to go to practice. You know, so I don't feel quite the same way about it, but. Uh, I'm still doing it, and and uh, so I don't know. Uh, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it's really hard you for me to talk about myself. I don't do it very often. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and we won't we won't stay on you very long. It's just uh, just to get to know you a little better, because right. like okay. I said, not a lot of not a lot of people know who you are. Um, but before we get going, I want to ask you uh, some questions. Just so I get to know you better, because I've never I've never met you, don't really know you personally. But Coach has talked about you a lot throughout the uh, um, throughout my time knowing him. When I was uh, an assistant coach to him, and talked about you often, so and, and, uh, it was all good too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so I'll ask you the questions. So if you just don't mind answering them candidly, first question: What do you or did you enjoy most about swimming? Well, you know, I still swim. I swim three days a week. I don't know the mechanics of it. For me now, at my age, it's a cathartic thing. I just feel better. 
mentally and physically when I'm, you know, after I've had a good swim, you know, and, and but the mechanics of it are, are what really get to me now. I just amazed that uh, at, at my age that uh, I can still understand the mechanics. And that's, that's, you know, that's, of course, helped me because I'm coaching again now, too. That's the biggest thing for me. Just the, I just enjoyed the, the discipline of it, how to do the strokes and, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, as a coach, I've always enjoyed watching kids, you know, do something really great something that made them feel good about what they were doing. But the swimming itself, it was the discipline that, that I think kept me from going, you know, really astray, especially younger, you know. We talked about that last week with athletes being successful, setting that schedule, having, to, having that um, timeline they got to meet. And, um, but, yeah, that's what I enjoy most about swimming, too. I swim – I try to get into three days a week as well, and, and I just enjoy, like, uh, the meditation aspect of it, I guess you could say. I have no desire to race. I'd have to train a lot more to, to race. But, you know, I, I train just enough that, that my mechanics are pretty clean and, and uh, I can swim a lap of butterfly without dropping dead, that kind of thing, you know. Sure. Sure. Um, Coach, do you get in and swim? Nope. <laughs> not a, Not a bit. I, I actually, actually, uh, when I first moved up to Kokomo, uh, Tammy and I would go and, and swim and, and Chris at that point was still pretty lucid and she, she would walk and they have a, a real nice setup where they have a, like a kiddie pool right next to the, the, uh, competition pool. I was, um, doing laps and I'd stop and wave at Chris and she'd give me a dirty look because I don't think she was enjoying it. So. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I miss, so I did swim, but it just, it just gets to be such a hassle with, with, uh, my treatments and, and all that. And when I started going on treatments once a week, it just, it just became impossible. Um, so, uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't swim any. <clears throat> well, I can't blame you. All right. Let's go to the second question. Um, Rusty. What characteristic or trait that you got from growing up in the Midwest do you feel has had the most impact on you in your adult life? Man, that's a hard one. I don't know how to answer that. I, I've never thought of myself as a Midwesterner. You know, it, it, when we grew up, we moved so much. By the time I think we got into the Midwest, I was 12 or 13 in Columbus, where we, where we, you know, more or less grew up. But uh, I don't know how to answer that. I, I think uh, – the, the, the benefits that I've gotten out of, of uh, uh, when I was being raised was just a, a fairly strong discipline, okay? I mean, um, our father was a, a military man, and, and uh, we, we were raised in that environment, and, and uh, you know, you just learned early on that there were you, there were requirements you had to do and things that you had to get done, and and, uh, and you there were really no excuses. You just had to go do it, and, and uh, I, I've always counted that, I think, as being the main characteristic it's just that that uh, a really strong discipline you know uh this idea that if you're going to start something you'll finish it and uh and that you don't quit in the middle that kind of thing sure so that's a good answer it was interesting in that regard too that it, because we move so often you know you're forced to make new friends all the time that kind of thing you know and, and uh that was also something that i think was a characteristic growing up you know that it was uh, it, it became easier for me to make friends because I had to do it over and over and over. Again. Sure. 
I do want to get into that a little bit. I'm I'm interested in in that aspect of it because I'm I'm in the military myself. I've got three kids and I've moved them all over the place. We we lived in uh, Korea, we lived in uh, Louisville, uh, and then um, here recently in California. So uh, if you don't mind, I mean, eventually uh, later on during conversation, maybe get into that a little bit, like you know, where you guys, Paul, where do you guys consider yourself from, and and uh, uh, kind of the most um, benefit that you think you've got, whether it be a benefit or not, I guess, of being raised in a military family, and that just that's more personal than anything. I don't know if any of the people listening really want to hear that, but I do, so I'm going to ask it because I'm the one talking to you guys. All right, so we'll get into that a little bit. Let's move on to the third question. Um, Rusty, if you could go back to your 16 to 18-year-old self before marriage, bills, kids, you know, you name it, uh, what's one piece of advice that you'd give yourself, your 16 to 18-year-old self? I would certainly push to to make school a a higher priority than it was. I wasn't always such a great student. I think that limited what I, I, I could do in the future. I, I I didn't want to go to college, and so um, uh, I I just you know I just didn't take it seriously like I should have, and then of course eventually I wound up realizing that I needed to do that. But uh, that would be the the number one, the top thing I think. Okay, it's funny you say that because last week I, we were talking to uh, one of coaches, past members Eric Cleaving, and him and I both agreed that we wouldn't have taken school so seriously. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I, I'm sure that there are some other things that I would say to myself, but you know, now of course, after having taught for all these years, I you do you realize that 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 there was real value there. If if you come out and you're doing well enough in school, you know, you 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 have so many possibilities, and and uh, I think that's the key, and that's certainly something that I'm I'm trying to to instill in my granddaughter in particular. You know that that. Uh, not to be not to be crazy, you know, serious about it, but to take it seriously enough that you leave yourself all the possible options you can have when you graduate high school. You know, because I always thought that was a real critical time. You know, when you walk across that stage and get your degree, I mean, your life really radically changes. And and uh, over the years, I've certainly tried to to emphasize that to all all of my swimmers. You know that uh, you know do the best that you can in school and give yourself every option don't don't, don't say i i hate this so i'm not going to do it that kind of thing you know that kind of attitude and that's i think that's fair that's, I, I think that would be something that i should have heard when i was younger yeah sure i mean i think there's a happy medium you know like you yeah. said i agree i agree school didn't come as easily for me either though you know it wasn't an easy thing i had to really work at it and, and uh but you know, who was the better student, you or Mike? <laughs> I would imagine he was a better student than me. <laughs> All right, Coach, you got anything to say? I, tell you, I really don't remember. I don't remember your grades, Mike. Do you remember what kind of grade you do? Oh, oh, uh, oh! I was uh, I was National Honor Society and yeah, that's uh, straight A's. Yeah. And at least that's that's what I tell my grandkids. <laughs> And and the truth was, the truth was one time, or I guess maybe when we were moving or whatever, came upon uh, all of Chris's um, uh, report cards and all that. And of course, she really was a straight A student, and 
and all that kind of thing. And I looked at mine and I kind of hit them away because I didn't want the kids to see them. <laughs> Let's just say I was very fortunate that I was a good enough swimmer to get into college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coach, it's funny you mentioned that because um, my mom sent me a bunch of my old report cards. You know, she they they recently moved and they were sending stuff out and. I got some of my report cards, and when we were home last time, we cleaned out Gina's childhood home, and she got her report cards. And so we were comparing them like it was like third grade or something, and her report card said, Gina's such a pleasure to have in class. You know, loved having her. And then you look at my report card verbatim when a teacher said, Lewis was a real challenge for me this year. (laughs) Yeah. I think I fit that category as well. <laughs> I got paddled on the last day of seventh grade. I remember <laughs> the very last day. And I had it coming. I was a pain in this teacher's butt all year long. You know, I was just a very hyperactive kid. And, and uh, to this day, I, I think the world of that teacher, he was a great guy. But he caught me by surprise. He was just trying to send me a message, you know, you you need to settle down. <laughs> And it was weird, too, because I got paddled by the the, uh, the uh, counselor, and his name was Mr. Page. <laughs> <laughs> the last day of school, huh? Nothing like uh, we last, last moment. Oh, he was smiling at me when I came back, you know. It, it was all planned. He just thought he'd wait. Like I said, he, I certainly had it coming. I was certainly a, a very high-strung kid, and I'm sure I was not easy in a classroom. Yeah, apparently neither was I, but I don't remember all that. <laughs> swimming, swimming, swimming did a lot for me. That's about the time I started swimming. Um, all right, last question, uh, Rusty. What's your favorite Beatles song? Man, you know that's a hard one. Right now, right now, my favorite song is the one by Paul McCartney called Willow. Okay, and okay. I can't remember what album it is, but I mean, as far as going back, I I've been playing the guitar since I was a young guy and. I I still play in my life. Consider it one of the greatest, you know, one of the great songs. Love playing it. Good answer. All right. How many how many brothers and sisters do you have? Any sisters? Uh, no, just uh, there were there's three of us. Uh, just okay. myself and Rusty and and our youngest brother Stu. Oh, okay, so you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Okay, how much younger is uh, is Rusty than you? Rusty's two years and Stu's uh, five years All right. behind me, younger. Okay. If you don't mind, um, Rusty, I remember Coach telling me a funny story whenever uh, we were in the pool together. Um, he was telling me about when he first learned to swim your, your time in Puerto Rico and and I don't. I guess it wasn't about you, Coach. It must have been about Rusty or your younger brother Stu. Where, uh, it was Stu. Can you do you mind telling that story? I thought it was funny. Well, we had. Uh, um, I, I don't know, Russ. What would you call Dad? He was uh, <clears throat> over involved. I think <laughs> he he was very he was very into it more more so even than us. I think we were like his little. We were going to be his little Olympians and. Uh, Unfortunately, I I failed him very badly on that one. But when we were little, we had quite a 
we had quite a little um, deal at home where we did uh, uh, we were living in Puerto Rico and, and we had a, a what do you call it a carport I guess it was underneath the, the uh, house that we lived and we anyway there were things uh, uh, water pipes and stuff like that so we'd go down there and we'd do pull-ups on the water pipes and we'd have to do 10 or 12 pull-ups and we had to do them all and, and, and we kept doing them until we got them done then we'd go upstairs and we'd do like a hundred push-ups and we'd have to put our feet up on a coffee table and do the do, do the push-ups and there was a lot of crying going on <laughs> when we when we were doing that we were only we were only seven or eight years old and rusty was five or six and and Stu was too young to do them, so he he just watched. And um, so anyway, and then, and then after we got done with the push-ups, we did sit-ups where we laid on the edge of the coffee table and our head went down to the floor, and then we came up, and we had to do like a 100 of those. And like I say, there was a lot of crying that was going on during those, during those exercises. We didn't enjoy it a whole lot. And so Stu kept bugging my dad I want to do them. I want to do them. Why can't I do them? He says, you're too little to do them. And, you know, leave us alone and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so anyway, one time, finally, uh, Stu bothered him enough. He says, okay, get down in push-up position. So Stu got in push-up position, and he's smiling, and he looks up at, up, up at Dad, and Dad says, what do you want? He says, well, tell me when to go. And Dad says, all right, go. And Stu looks at him and goes, Whoa! started crying and, and, and doing the push-ups. And uh, he went through three or four. My dad says, what in the world is wrong with you? And he just, he just stopped and smiled and said, aren't I doing them right? So <laughs> he, thought that the, he thought that the crying and all that was part of the push-ups. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, yeah, it, 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 was, it was not something that I, uh, that I enjoyed uh, in, in the very least. But, uh, but uh, it was a, I guess, it, I guess it was a funny story. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, our whole lives were were you know revolved around the the service. Dad was a he was a commanding officer, and uh, you know we we towed the line. We answered the phone in a certain way. We answered the door in a certain way. If we didn't, we uh, we paid for it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know it was just uh, that was just the way it was back then. I think. A lot of kids in the service went through that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything you wanted to add to that, Rusty? No, he's right. I remember a lot of times Mike and I, you know, would would be sitting in a corner just shaking, scared to death before practice because you know we knew we were going to get our asses kicked, and I mean just kicked, you know. That, but that, you know, I, I never looked at it as being abused or beaten or anything like that. It was just the way it was, you know. <laughs> Sue was fortunate enough that he he just kind of floated through it. He really did it. He didn't get the brunt, nor did I, the same brunt that Mike did. Uh, yeah, Dad was a was a was strict. But in his defense, I will say this: he's a Korean. He was a Korean War veteran, okay. And I was born in '54. All right, so. Mike had to have been born either right after he got back or something along that line, you know. And I always wondered, I think, you know, that left a, a real mark in my father, and I, I don't know. I don't know what his motivation was, but uh, he, he, it's like Mike said. He, we were going to be the great successes, whether we wanted it or not. 
Um, so you guys uh, learned to swim in Puerto Rico, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if learning. What was it, Mike? I think he just picked us up. And yeah, we went to it. We we were on a. It was funny there in in Puerto Rico. I don't know if you've ever been over there, Lou, but there was a. Uh, um, well, it was called Fort Brook, and it was on the one side of the island, uh, and it was where it was it was basically tucked into San Juan, and El Moro Castle on the corner. In fact, and and, and we lived um, we lived in a place that overlooked the bay, so we saw ships and stuff coming in all the time. And then on the other side of the bay was the larger army base. It's uh, and I forget the name of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, maybe, maybe it's Fort Buchanan or something like that. And we'd drive over there, and that's where we swam. Swam in a 33 and a third yard pool. But anyway, in, in, uh, on the, on the Army Base, uh, Fort Brook, where we, where we lived, there was a small pool, you know, it was just like a figure eight pool or something like that. And we took swim lessons there. And then once we got to where we could do the strokes and that type of thing, then we started joining the swim team and drove over, you know, every day or whatever to the other side of of the bay and uh, swam over there. Why do you think the emphasis on swimming from your dad? Did he swim? No, he couldn't swim. <clears throat> he didn't know how to swim. Ne- never learned, and neither did my mom. Neither one of them knew how to swim. You know, they 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 could not get out of the the shallow end of the pool. But uh, I don't I don't know what motivated dad. Like I say, uh, athletically, he just uh, kind of looked at us and said, "Is this what you want to do?" And of course, we're seven years old. We didn't know said, yeah, that's what we want to do. And he says, all right, well. And, you know, the next thing I know, he's he's writing doc councilman at IU, and he's <laughs> he's getting, uh, you know, he's getting information and all that kind of stuff like that. And and uh, um, he got very, very involved. He was at most practices, and he critiqued us, and, you know, huh. it was that kind of, kind of that, that kind of deal. He, he was – he was like I say, you know, a, a, a very over. Uh, you know, he got more involved than he needed to be. But sure. uh, yeah, you know, that's that's just the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rusty mentioned that he didn't really consider himself a Midwesterner. So, you know, I'm I'm always in this debate, like, where are my kids going to call home? You know, they were born in Virginia, and then you know we moved all over the place. So, where do you guys call home? Oh, I I still call Columbus home, I guess. Uh I mean, we moved there when I was 14, but we were all born in different in different places. I was born in California. Uh Rusty was born in Germany and Stu was born in the state of Washington. Um Fort Lewis, Washington. All our all army bases. And then we were at Fort Knox. We were actually in Fort Knox twice. Puerto Rico was in between the two. Uh, Rust, Rusty was, like I say, was born in Germany, so I, I don't remember because I was, you know, two years old or whatever when he was born over there. And I think when he was maybe one, we moved back to the States. But um, so I, I, I've always just, I guess, considered Columbus. That's where we graduated from high school and uh, lived from, you know, I moved there when I was 14 and left when I was 18 or 19 and went to college. But, um, yeah, whenever, when anybody ever asks, I've always said Columbus. My parents, they split one time, um, uh, separated, and we we went back to Columbus at, at that point. That was before we went back to Fort Knox for the second time. 
so we were in Columbus uh, for a little about about three or four months then too. So right. that's what I always called home. So what's in Columbus? Is your mom from that area? Yeah, that 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 was where uh, her mom and dad lived. My 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 grandparents on her side lived in uh, uh, in Columbus, and uh, and actually we went back and lived with them for that three months. Uh, wow, yeah. When they separated, and that's where we got involved with Donner, and we swam for uh, Donner uh, at that time when we were when we were little. Uh, I guess I was I was nine or ten, and Rusty was eight eight and nine, so. Um, but we got involved with Donner at that point, and then we then we went from there at, at that age, like I say, at ten. Then my parents got back together. We we went to Fort Knox and we started uh, driving into Louisville and swimming for Lakeside. Well, like Rusty said, which which was a, a neat thing. It was a big time program. Still is. Still yeah. is a big time program. Well, Donner's still good too, right? Like they're still. Yeah, Donner's very good. I, Columbus has a, a really nice history of swimming. It does. It really does. When when I was when Russ and I were swimming, we were uh, uh, we came along at a time when they had won like three or four state championships in a row. We were in the top. Our teams were always ranked in the top four or five in the state all four years that we swam. And like I think I told you on one other thing, we got you know we got really uh, hosed in you know, my junior year. Um, I think it was my junior year, sophomore or junior. We were the we were the best team in the state by you know by quite a bit, but we got disqualified on a relay, which was a huge, and I wound up dropping down to fourth or fifth, I think, uh, because of that. But we would have won back then. There was only six places that scored, so when you know when you lost a you know you lost a first place, you lost a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah, they and you know they they won several state championships in the '60s, and then they came back and won another one, I think, in the '80s. Um, yeah. So, and they've always been, you know, they've always been a swimming power, both boys and girls. Sure. Going back a little bit, uh, we'll we'll go back to the to the swimming history. But um, do you think that the military life provided you with like any particular certain set of values, like um, being able to uh, meet people easier or talk to people easier um, when you first meet them, or Anything like that, or did you hate moving around all the time? I, I guess I just thought it was normal. We just—that's just what it was. We just were moving pretty often, and I think it forces you, especially when you're young. You know, if you, if you want to meet people, you're going to have to—you know—you're just going to have to be open to it. You, um, by the time we got to Columbus and started seventh grade, I, I went to junior high and high school in Columbus. You know, I—I I, I was. Uh, it, I always thought that it was a good thing. I experienced a lot of neat things and, and uh, saw a lot of, of interesting things over the years, you know, and, and uh, it also instilled a real uh, joy of travel in me, of going places and seeing something new and different, you know, uh, in that regard. And, and then, of course, there's the obvious stuff. And, and, of course, this was in our home. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's a thing wrong with a certain level of, of discipline. And understanding that if I'm going to start something, I'm going to finish it. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it as well as I possibly can. These kinds of, uh, you know, these kinds of things, uh, uh, I, I still hold value on. And, I, you know, I think that's part of that military frame of mind. You know, you're, you're responsible for what you're doing. And uh, sure. like I said, I've always thought it was a good thing. But 
What do you think, Mike? Got you? Well, I think I just kind of floated through it. I think I've appreciated it more as I got older and looked back and thought, you know, gosh, that that was neat. I, you know, it would have been it would have been a neat thing to do if I had been even you know a little bit older where I could remember, mo- you know, like Germany and and that type of thing. But uh, you know, Puerto Rico, I I have vivid memories of Puerto Rico and uh, you know from then on. So, but yeah, I just I mean, you know, I didn't didn't even uh, give it a thought when we moved. I mean, our friends would move. I mean, you know, that's just what you do in the military. You move after three years. Most of the time, most of the time, yeah, I think every place we lived, we lived for like three years. And um, like I said, I think I appreciated more as I got older and looked back on it. Sure. We've moved, um, we've moved six times in the last 10 years. And I'm just kind of, just kind of wondering how my, how my kids will, look back on it all so. <laughs> yeah well yeah it, i don't think it matters what you do the kids are going to still look back on it you know you know that was never something i ever looked back on uh, in a negative way except for the fact like mike said except for the fact that our father was a little bit over the top with the discipline yeah so going on that like how was it being put into an actual swim club, you know, being coached by him and all that stuff and then being thrown into a swim club, was it like a sigh of relief or something like that? Were you guys like, oh, man, this is this is how it's supposed to be? Um, I, I don't know, Louie. I, I don't recall being, you know, much different. Dad, Dad would coach us on the days we couldn't get into, you know, like we'd go into Louisville in the wintertime. We'd go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. And Tuesday and Thursday, we'd stay back in Fort Knox on the base and swim in the pool there. And um, I just remember, uh, you know, the, the, the only thing about, uh, uh, you know, the discipline and stuff like that, it really ruined my um, my competitive. You know, I, I'd, uh, I'd I'd actually go in before a practice and throw up. Um, I'd, I'd feel nauseous before a, before an event when I, you know, swimming in a swim meet. Because I was afraid it wasn't going to be good enough, or you know, or whatever, and uh, so th- that was the way I I remember, uh, you know, my swimming. Uh, it, it it wasn't pleasant, a lot of it. Uh, but then when we get you know we get away and 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 be by ourselves and be with other kids and stuff like that, that that was enjoyable. But um, yeah, the times that uh, that we practiced at Fort Knox and that kind of thing like that was not was not one of my highlights. I agree, and and I I didn't care for that either. But I do I have a, a much fonder feel for Lakeside because it's what you dream of. There were eight kids my age, nine and ten years old, all vying to get on an A relay, and 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 we, and we were good. You know, we we were we we would win that relay off, and there was always that competition within that age group, and and that's a whole different world than swimming. You know, with your your two brothers, with your dad standing over you. You know. So yeah, I thought I I look back at Lakeside at, at, at real fondly. I, like I said, that that was a program that I believe, you know, really set in my head. This is what a program's supposed to look like. You you need to have a bunch of kids in the same age group all vying to get into a you know on a relay or whatever, and uh, and and it was just fun. Practice was fun. You know, I remember several of these kids that I swam with. We became good friends. That was I, I loved that. I thought that was great. I had the same thing at Donner, but it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't as intense, I guess. Sure. Now, Rusty, you said you have fond memories of Lakeside, but Coach 
coach kind of let it slip one time. He, he uh, fell asleep on the blocks during a relay. I don't, was I swimming lakeside then, Mike? No, that was in Indiana. We were swimming for Donner at that time. I think we were swimming Donner. I couldn't yeah. remember they were like seven or eight years old, and, the, and back then the state meet just went on. Yeah, he was on a 10 and under relay, and, yeah, we swam at 2 in the morning, and he, <laughs> he fell asleep. I, and I was sitting on the block, and sure enough, hell, I fell asleep. And when I dove in, I, I was just going hitting from one lane side to the other, banging into the lane. <laughs> I was totally asleep. I, you know, I tell, I tell that one to my swimmers now. Sleepy snoozes on the block. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I, I was thinking it was a newspaper article. It was. It was in the Columbus News. Yeah. Little little blur. On the the Picture of me sitting on that block asleep. Yeah. What did it say? What was the headline? Sleep. Sleepy swimmer paper. snoozes on block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. So we already know that that's uh, the last time what Coach Primer really swam was 100 free. What what did you swim, Rusty, throughout your time? I, you know, I know you probably well, started out swimming mainly everything, but you know, in high school and, and uh, college. High school, I swam. I started out swimming distance for the first two years and swam the 200. And it was at that time it was the 400 free. And then my junior and senior year, I swam the 100 back and 200 IM. But uh, and then in college I swam the two four hundred IM the hundred two hundred back. Uh, I could do a, a decent two hundred free I guess I don't know. My breaststroke wasn't was you know was the downfall of my IM. But um, he was a he was a Division two All American in the four hundred IM is uh, what I guess your freshman year sophomore freshman year. year. Yeah. Well, we, we swam out in yeah we swam out in California the nationals. Mike, didn't you? Uh, didn't you guys set a state record in the medley relay in high school? I I don't remember. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 that record yeah. held for a long time. I I, I don't I, I honestly I can't remember. I, the only time uh, the only time that I that we we won the 400 free relay when I was a sophomore in high school, um, but I don't think we set a record or anything like okay. that. I thought you did. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I were second in the state that year, and that Your senior, my senior year, my senior year, your yeah. junior year. Right. Yeah, we lost. We lost by five and a half points to uh, Bloomington High School. That was a, our big okay. rival back then. Okay. That was the only. That was the only time I think they beat us in the four years that that we were in school. Yeah. But, but yeah, they beat us by. It was fairly close. It was. I mean, if we'd have won the last relay and they'd have gotten six, we'd have won the meet. And they were they were second and we were fifth. Oh, we were second and they were fifth. That's right. 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 It was it was real close. That was a lot of fun. So you swam the four hundred IM, Rusty, huh? That's a tough event. Yeah. I I don't know. I I was motivated at that time. <laughs> and and it, you know I had nothing to do with my dad or anything like that it was just it, I, I take I give that back to a guy named Jerry Beeman I, I owe him a lot <laughs> a lot but uh I think we started swimming when we were really young and so we didn't have the choice we were going to learn all the strokes you know and be as proficient as at each of the strokes as we could be and so some of the IM became you know just kind of normal I, I I thought that was a fun event I enjoyed the 400 IM 
better than I like the 200 fly. <laughs> Louis, did, Louis didn't like it as much. <laughs> uh, he still remembers that what he meant. I in practice, so I learned to hate it. But, you know, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw the 200 fly, too, at a meeting. A few times I hated I hated that event and the 400 I am man they were those were tough. So Rusty, who would you consider the better swimmer, you or Mike? Oh, Mike was a better swimmer than me in high school. I think I was as good as he was in college. He was a better all-around athlete. Mike was. Mike played basketball, football, you know, in in middle school and and uh, and was successful at it. He was a better athlete, all-around athlete than I was. I couldn't do anything, you know, with a ball. So, you know, I couldn't bounce a ball to save my life or throw one or anything else. But uh, I, my second time around, I've learned to enjoy the art of the sport, the, the art of swimming now, the mechanics of it, the, the, the mental state you have to be in once you get going fast, all, the, all these, you know, these things that I'm, I'm going through now because I enjoy doing it. You know, and uh, like Mike said earlier, when we were younger, it, you know, there were lots of times, you know, you, you just knew you were going to get your head chopped off because you didn't, you made some mistake or an error here or there. You didn't swim hard enough or whatever, you know. And uh, so, yeah, when I got into college, I, I had a, a whole different attitude about what I was doing. And uh, I enjoyed doing it at that time. You know, I just did. And, and uh, like I said, I still do. I still do just enjoy the feeling of moving through the water it is really something especially now you got a i've got one of those uh headsets that you put on the back of your goggles and i just turn on music and just start swimming for about an hour every monday wednesday and friday and and uh it is it's it, you know there's a there's a real meditative state you can get into you know and 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 mm-hmm. that's what it was that's what it was like when when i was when i was at my best it was hard work but i i enjoyed doing it you know yeah, the sense of accomplishment when you get out of the water feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Coach, would you agree that uh, you're the better swimmer? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I, I think I will. You know, like you said in high school, I think, I think I, you know, I was. Uh, I mean, I think we were both really decent swimmers. Um, like you said, we grew up with it. It was just something we did, and we were successful as age groupers, and we were successful as high school swimmers and at least good enough that we both got scholarships to, to, you know, to continue. So, um, I don't know. That's for somebody else to say, I, I don't know if I was, if I was better or, or whatever, but, um, I think I had a little bit more success as far as like state meets and stuff like that than Rusty did then. But like I say, when we got into college, he was all American. So, uh, it equaled out pretty much. So with some of the state meets, high school state meets, I mean, what were some of some of your places? Uh, did you swim the two uh, two hundred and hundred three individually there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I placed I, I placed at least in something like a relay or something all four years that I was there. Um, um, my senior year, I was fifth in the hundred freestyle. Didn't swim particularly uh, very very well. Um, and then, like I said, we were second in the medley or in the in the 400 free relay my senior year. Junior year, I think uh, we placed. I, I, I don't remember. Um, I, 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 it's just hard to remember now what what you know what places I got. I mean, you know, like I say, we 
we we were good swimmers. Um, I, I hate to sound like a, you know, like I'm bragging or anything, but um, we we were good swimmers, and uh, um, you know, we expected when we went to state meets and stuff like that, we we expected to, you know, I mean, I was a state champion as an age grouper, and and uh, um, was you know, and, and like I said, and then we won the we won the high school state uh, uh, 400 free relay. Uh, my sophomore year, and um, I forget my freshman year. But like my freshman and sophomore years were at Bloomington, and I think they only took the top six. I think one year I was seventh in the 200 free. I think my freshman year I was seventh in the 200 free, so I just missed getting in the finals. Um, but but uh, I think I was on the medley relay that got third or fourth. And uh, back then I think you could only swim two events too. So uh, you know. So anyway, Mike, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to run on here, but uh. well, I, I only placed twice. I placed with Mike on that relay, and then I was fifth in the state in the 200 I in my senior year, and that that was it. I I don't remember honestly, and that's strange because I remember I I won the sectional. It was just it was just an attitude. I mean, you know, like I say, we we were we we were fairly successful. We were on a you know pretty high powered teams. And when we went to state, we expected to place. I mean, it was, you know, um, if if, if we didn't, it was a big disappointment. And I I even remember, uh, I even remember we used to have a radio guy would come over and do the, do a a remote from the state meet. And, uh, uh, and, uh, I forget what year it was, but our principal stood up at the, at the awards banquet. And or no, I'm sorry. He was given the he was given the trophy to the uh, winning team uh, one year and said how disappointed he was that he wasn't giving it to us. <laughs> we all felt real good about that. Our principal, he was disappointed. So I mean, there there were you know there were expectations, and like I say, we we expected when we went to state to to do stuff, but we did you know we did as, as age groupers, and and then the same thing in college. We you know basically in college you have a conference meet. And then you have nationals, and and uh, um, you know we won our conference. I, I'm thinking maybe all four years that I was there, we won we won our conference one year by so many points that you added all the other teams up didn't have the number of points we had. Okay. Awesome. I think that was my freshman freshman or sophomore year. I forget one, one but uh, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, like I say, it was just it was just an attitude and. We knew going in that that uh, we were going to do well, and we expected to do well, and that's just kind of the way it was. Yeah, you hear all those like college coaches that are in those story programs, or or like even a coach that's taking over a program and trying to rebuild it. They always talk about you know other athletes are going to go on the field knowing they're going to win, kind of thing. So right. Probably like how your coaches instilled that in you, and you guys were winning, so it was expected. Well, you know, Lou, that's just like what I what I told you about. You know, my my feeling when when I was coaching you guys was that when we got to sectional, I didn't want you walking into that pool or getting on those blocks and thinking, "I hope I do well." I wanted you to get on those blocks and say, "I am going to do well." You know, I, I mean, I just wanted it to be an expectation, and I think. You know, most of you guys did. I mean, I think you expected to do well when we got into those situations. So, um, you know, that's that's just kind of a carryover from from uh, you know my own experience. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, both of you guys swam at U of E. How did that transpire? Like, uh... well, <laughs> I followed Mike just about everywhere. But yeah, um, <laughs> I was uh, swimming at, for Donner, and uh, and I got an offer to go to Evansville. And I, you know, I wasn't picky. I was going to go. Yeah, I just wanted to go to college. By then, I was 19. I just knew that it was something I needed to do, and and uh, but uh, it, it was it was great. I you know I enjoyed it a, a great deal. I look back that Mike and I uh, did. We we spent a lot of time in a pool together over the course of our youth, and, <laughs> and then I got to coach against him too because you know I was the Jasper coach. That was one thing I did want to make sure that everybody heard, you know, that listens, is that that two things. One is he never beat me in a dual meet. And more important, more important than that, he's never beaten me on the golf course. And I think that is, you know, that's, those are the two things I want everybody to know. Okay. I almost certainly have choked because I should have kicked his back royally on the golf course. Yeah, I would have, could have, should have. Yeah, boy. I think I could could beat him for a 25 butterfly today, but only because he's not swimming. (laughs) That's because I just fall in and wouldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Russ, you said you weren't good with anything that involved the ball. So I mean, yeah. now I enjoy football, but only because you know uh, when Mike was playing quarterback, Stu and I would be his team. We'd go out in the backyard, and he'd be the quarterback, and we'd be playing against each other. And and I used to love that. That and we played. We'd have these massive wiffle ball games and stuff. It was. I loved that stuff. That was great. But other, as far as school organized, no. I, I, I was a. I was nobody's. I, I, I couldn't bounce the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know you were the coach at Jazz. I, I was in Jaws for two years. Um, that's why it's one of those things. You know, it's, things happen to you in your career, and uh, I just got really lucky. After two years, I felt comfortable that I wasn't going to get into school corporation teaching, and so I took off and wound up in North Vernon. What years were those, Mike, that I was jawed out? I don't even remember. I don't either. It had to have been, I think it was like 80, 89, 90, something like that, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. How was that, Coach, having your brother coach a rival school? Oh, it was easy. Kicked his butt. He did. So I, I always looked they forward to swimming him. No. I was just kidding. No, it was neat. I enjoyed going to sectional in Tell City. I really did. Yeah. How would you describe your brother as a coach? It was funny because I, I forget what year. What year did you go to Tell City, Mike? 80. Okay. Four years later, I'm in Connersville and he's in Tell City, and we both have really good teams. It's exactly what Mike said. Uh, you know, one of the most important things that I always thought about all the teams that I coached was the same with Mike. I want them to feel at the end of the season that they've trained as hard as anybody else and that they are prepared and ready to go. And when they get up to go, they, they're focused. They're ready to go. They, they believe that they can do what I'm asking them to do. And, and, uh, and, and I think I certainly picked that up from, from Mike. But I think Mike uh, was influenced by other coaches as well that we both like, Jerry Beeman in particular. I always thought that Mike and I had very similar uh, qualities as coaches, you know. I was going to be demanding. 
I wanted to, you know, I wanted you to know that I wanted you to do something. I wanted it to be something memorable that you don't forget. And then I think that's exactly what my, you know, that's what he built down there in Tell City. Yeah. I think we probably have similar attitudes in that regard. We, when we first started out, we were, I would say I was far more aggressive a coach than I, I am now <laughs> as far as demanding of, of the, the discipline. It's a, it's a different world we live in now. And so, but I think that what, what we went through as kids carried through into our coaching. We understood that what had to happen, what you had to do to, uh, to, to get a swim team where you wanted it to go. And, you know, you just methodically go through those, those that process. And it's, uh, you know, there were certainly times in my career that I think I had a little, uh, uh, my dad's name was Ivan. I always call it the Ivan effect, you know. There were times when I was, especially early coaching, you know, that I, if I walked on the deck, you know, they, these kids were not fearful, but nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was going to happen today? What was, what was going to happen? Not scared necessarily, but nervous and understanding that there is going to be a challenge every day. And, and I'm, I think Mike's probably the same way. But like I said, now when I was coaching at Jaws, Mike had a, had a reputation down there. You know, he was the coach uh, in southern Indiana. And and, and I got that feeling. It's, uh, you know, this was a program that was was a respected, well-run organization. And Mike, Mike, I think, had everything to do with that. And I think that he was dedicated. I doubt if he missed practice ever. Yeah. Well, I, knew I was going to get my ass kicked those two years, though. And sorry for the language. <laughs> sorry for the language. But I knew I was going to get my butt kicked both both times when I was in the when I was doing Jasper High School because they were just awesome. You know, they were really good. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the program just succeeded so well because coach is just so good looking. You know, he just he used his look to lure everybody in. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so. No, but you brought, well, you brought up the running joke, you know, which one of us was the better looking, but uh, well, who is? <laughs> well, God, God. definitely him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely me. <laughs> I've got more hair. That's all. <laughs> uh, he's just younger, coach. That's all. But Rusty, you brought you brought up a good point. Like you said, Coach never missed practice. Like uh, there's not one time that I remember Coach ever missing like uh, a practice when he was coaching. Not one. I swam from the age of eight all the way up to eighteen, and he was always there. Yeah, I mean that's how the program had to start. Even when I, my last stint as a high school coach, I never missed a practice, and never that just isn't something you do. You had to be there. You had. I wanted to write the practices. I wanted to know what I was doing with those kids, you know. And and and, uh, and again, that, I'm sure that goes back to you know just the way we were raised. You're, if we were going to do something, you're going to do it as well as you possibly can. And and uh, you could just see it, especially when I was the jaws coach. You could see with Mike that the kids just were they were devoted to him. They wasn't just uh, athletes. These were kids that were devoted to him as a coach. They liked him and loved him as a human being. <clears throat> For me, that's that's Mike's best legacy. To this day, he's got kids that just love him, and half all along, you know. And uh, but I, you know, I went to his retirement party. I remember that at the at the wasn't it the country club, Mike? Yeah. yeah. And all of those all those kids were there. They were they were just wonderful. It was just 
such a neat thing for me to see. You know, I, I, it wasn't that Mike scared people into swimming fast. He just made them believe. And I think that that's what endeared him to these kids and why they still look back and, and say the kinds of things that you hear them say. And, and I've heard enough and seen enough know that, you know, he's revered. And, and I think that's a well-earned, let's put it that way. No, I, Rusty, that's really well put. I think with that, I mean, we're at our hour, so. Um, right. I have no idea where these things are. What are they? Um, well, you can download an app called Spotify, and right. um, and they're on there. I can send you the link, uh, but you'll have to download the app on your – you have an iPhone? All right. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to download right. the app on your iPhone, and then I can send you the link. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know, Coach. Have you ever have you listened to one yet? Uh, yeah. Um, this is on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, I do. Post Pam, them on Pam Facebook has Facebook well. and stuff. So. Yeah, I do post them on Facebook, and then I post a link on Facebook, just letting people know that there's a <clears throat> new episode up. And I mean, getting a lot of positive responses from people. They just really enjoy hearing. Um, hearing you talk about the past, uh, the program, and its infancy. Um, a lot of people like hearing you talk about that 88 section of the championship. Uh, that brought a lot of good memories back for, for people, not only the swimmers, but the parents of those swimmers uh, reached out as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to go listen to them. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know they were out there, but, but I'll, go, I'll well, go listen to them. I think it's great. Yeah, this is our fifth one, so um, so there's only four before this. But I mean, we didn't really touch on that before, uh, dur- during our conversation, Rusty. But like, you know, when you're when you're a swim coach or or any coach, I guess for that matter, like you're you're kind of inheriting all those athletes' families as well, you know. And and uh, sure. we talked about a lot of their families. So, in a small town like Tell City, um, I think that. That's probably even a little more important, you know. If you got if you're swimming for a big club like Lakeside or Donner, you can kind of have families kind of like, you know, disappear. I guess. Yeah, you're like a cog. Yeah. Right. No, do you have anything else you want to add, Rusty? No, I'm I'm good. Coach, you got anything? Uh, nothing I can think of. All right. Um, no, thanks for coming on, Rusty. It was great talking to you. Uh, hopefully keep in touch with you. Yep, good luck to your granddaughter. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's great that you're doing this. I love it. No, I just I enjoy talking to Coach, so it's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Uh, thanks, Lou. All right. Thanks, Russ. See you later, bud. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.